Amen. So we've been talking about ways we hear from God. Part one and part two was about the four different ways that are pretty prevalent in the way we hear God. There's the knower, someone who just knows that God has said something to them. There's the hearer, someone who maybe hears the voice of their heart, or maybe even like Samuel being called Samuel, Samuel. Maybe they're hearing in that way. Then there's the um, there's a seer, one who sees in visions and dreams, sees God doing things. And then there's the feeler, somebody who feels their way through life. They can walk into a room and feel the atmosphere in the room. And a lot of times learn, like they could be with somebody and feel the feelings of their infirmity and be able to minister to them because God's giving them that holy information. So these are some of the ways that are really some of the prime ways that God speaks to us. But now I want to get to you a little bit to understand a little more about that God doesn't just want to speak to his people. God wants to speak to you. Now, some of you have maybe, maybe you're saying, man, I, I just, I used to have those days where God spoke to me, but it's just, it's kind of been a drought. We'll get ready because God wants to speak to you. He's not done with you yet. I don't care what your age is. I don't care what's going, God is not done with you yet. He's got things for you to do. I mean, some of the people who help and are the biggest support in the chapel are, are folks who are completely retired and just given all their time to the gospel. And I love that. I think that is amazing because God's not finished with this yet. You know, I don't know if Jen and I ever will retire. I don't know. I, I don't know what ministry looks like for us. You know, I just can't imagine not doing anything. We, we just want to be around to be a blessing. I remember when I was a 20-year-old guy, I was always looking for the mentor and looking for somebody. Back in those days, nobody mentored anybody. Nobody discipled anybody, unfortunately. It was just kind of like you learn from the pulpit, some pastor preaching the word. Nowadays, we're getting a clue that people need to be discipled and mentored. So now, instead of looking for that person, I am that person in a lot of ways. I'm only 51, but, but I've become that in a lot of ways. And why is that? Because I learned this revelation when I was in my 40s. I will never, ever, ever be smarter than my dad. <laughs> Seriously, do you know why? Because he's lived 31 years longer than I have. He's got more experience, more life experience. He's, he's had more things that he's dealt with. He's just, he's just got a lot in the pack to draw from. So now when I understand that, I, I look at dad you know, not as, as, well, he just thinks he knows more than me. No, I look at dad like, okay, he's a great sounding board for somebody that, that can speak into my life and, 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 and share with me things because he cares about me. He loves me. There's probably nobody else on this earth that loved me more than my parents beside my wife. You share in that, of course. But my dad, I mean, I'm his son. That's never going to change. No matter if we hated each other, I'll always be his son. <laughs> We love each other, by the way. Um, but dad and I, you know, that's just going to be a relationship that we always have. And some of you are saying, well, man, my father's gone or my mom's gone because my mom's gone. But I believe that God will send people in those places to be those people in your life. Be looking for them. Be looking for the people who can speak and pour into your life. Okay, in John 10, in the Amplified Version, it says this. I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, 
He who does not enter by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way elsewhere from some other quarter is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Now I want to give you an idea of what this looks like. Okay, so, because we're not like really familiar with sheep herding. Is there anybody in here that has done sheep herding? Like I thought. Okay, nobody really knows what's going on. With you. You've done sheep herding? Oh, Daniel's done sheep herding. See, Daniel could probably tell this better than I can. But from biblical days, the idea of a sheep pen was like this. It was pictured like this. The pen is a simple enclosure made of piled rocks. There is neither roof nor door, but thorns along the top of the rocks of the walls to protect the sheep from wild animals. And the shepherd himself sleeps in the entrance. He becomes the door. So everybody close your eyes for a moment. Okay, just, just bear with me. Close your eyes for a moment. I want you to picture, okay, you got people all around you right now. You're aware of that because you can sense and you can feel people around you. So it's like there's other sheep that are around you. You are a sheep and there's other sheep around you. I want you just to kind of look around at the rocks that are around you in this pen. And however your wild imagination comes up with it, see the rocks as this enclosure that nothing can penetrate. Maybe it's got concrete in between them so that they won't move. And, and it's a high, high wall. And on the top of that wall, there's briars and, and there's stuff that keeps out any other thing. Nothing else can come in. Yet, there's no roof so you feel a freedom between you and God. Total connection between you and the Father. Now look around and you see an opening. It's the door, okay? It's the door that's right there. And all you see is the back of someone. That's Jesus. He's sitting at the door. Now I want you just for a moment to take whatever you're going through, maybe whatever's scary to you, and realized I'm safe, I'm secure, I'm protected, and Jesus is at the door, and I can totally, totally trust him. The people around me are there for my protection, my safety. They're my brothers, my sisters, my family, and I'm protected while I'm in this sheep pen. Okay, you got that sense? Okay, now open up your eyes. Some of you, I would love to talk to you after service to see what you saw. But some of you, just by picturing those things, all of a sudden you got this innate sense of, I'm protected. I'm going to be okay. With wherever I'm going through, I'm going to be okay. God's on the job. Jesus is at the door. And the heavens are completely open between me and the Father. Amazing. That's what that's like. Verse 3. The watchman opens the door for this man and the sheep listen to his voice and heed it and he calls his own sheep by name and brings or leads them out. We are the watchmen of our lives. We decide if we want to listen to Jesus. All and any authority can also be a watchman for you in your life. As your pastor, God has given me ability to be a watchman in your life. This is a safe place that you can come where the presence of God is, it was powerful tonight. The Lord put it in my heart. We're gonna go and worship longer this week. So I, 
I brought together four songs and I brought together one of my dearest friends who has a prophetic edge just like I do. And we just hung out in God's presence and just spoke over you and prayed over you. And, and if you could see in the realm of the spirit, what was happening is, is God's love and his kindness was just being dumped in this place in buckets. And our lives were being touched. And that is going to carry you throughout the rest of this week. You're going to walk throughout your week and you're going to notice, wow, what was in my heart just now? I got that when I was in service the other day. It's going to become, it's going to become like, whoa, wow, that was something that I didn't have before, but now I have it. That's why we come together as a church. Something powerful about it. But the watchman opens the door. So only you can open the door for God's voice in your life. It's all about what you believe and what you think. So we need to believe and we need to think that God not only wants to speak to us, he is speaking to us and he has a plan and a, and a, and a purpose for what we're going through right now. He's gonna use it. The Bible says he uses everything together for good. Does it say that God brings the, the destruction and all that stuff? No, because we'll find in verse 10 that the thief comes not but for to steal, kill, steal, and destroy, steal, kill, and destroy, whichever. Well, now I got to look, Rich. You got me thinking. <laughs> steal, kill, and destroy. But you had the premise down, right? I'm not sure. <laughs> That's what it's about. Steal, kill, and destroy. So if it's that, it's not God. But God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I'm so thankful. Verse four, when he has brought his own sheep outside, he walks on before them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. I just don't seem to be able to hear God. I think everybody else hears God. I don't care. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said that you know his voice and a stranger's you will not follow. We have to understand that we are completely capable of hearing and following. If I was you this week, I would declare this over myself. Father, I thank you that I hear your leading and your voice. And I thank you that I'm free to follow it. Not anything in my life can stop me from following the freedom of your voice into my next victory. Say that this week. Verse five, they will never on any account follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers or recognize their call. Why is that? Because you guys understand and know and have experienced himself, peace. That's his voice. That's his leading. There's a peace that goes with it. There's a peace that is unexplainable. How you could be in the middle of everything. I can't, I can't even tell you how crazy it was to go and start a church with nothing and the promise of nothing, but have absolutely no fear and no concern whatsoever. Because God told me to do it and I was just following what he said. And look, all you showed up. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's just one of the ways that God has been miraculous in my life. But just being able to go like with this whole thing, it's like how the heck in October when he told me, I'm thinking, Lord, we got 38,000 more to get to 100,000. How's that going to happen? You know, I mean, there's a few hundred coming in each week, but how's that going to happen? But I just know that Jesus said to do that. So I was like, okay, it's your show. 
I'm trusting you. I'm believing you. I call that money in in Jesus name with no fear, no concern whatsoever. That it will or, or won't because it is and it will. I'm thankful for that. Colossians 3.15 says, and let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, act as umpire continually in our hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind. And that peaceful state to which as members of Christ's one body, you are also called and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Peace comes from Jesus alone. And we need to allow that peace to govern every single decision that we go, that we, that we come upon. Every single decision that we come upon. Peace, 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 peace. Jesus used this parable and illustration with them, verse six, sorry, but they did not understand what he was talking about. Go figure. So Jesus said again, I assure you, most solemnly I tell you that I myself am the door for the sheep. All others who come as such before me are thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to and obey them. I am the door. Anyone who enters in, through me will be sozoed, saved with the God kind of life. He will come in and he will go out freely and find pasture, nourishment, all your needs met. Jesus is the door. We have to go through him to access any and all blessings. He, the enemy, has to go through him, Jesus, to get to us. We must always and continually look to Jesus alone. Just understand this. When you're afraid at your greatest part, I want you to picture the pen and see the back of Jesus in front of the door, guarding the door of your life. Nothing can get through. If anything gets through, it's going to have to get through Jesus. And I'm telling you right now, there's no force on earth that can ever get through him. With his words, he can speak to, he can declare, he can... He can break the power of things. He can shower blessing over you. He can bring things into, into reality and come to pass in your life that you never thought in your wildest dreams would happen simply because we look to him and we trust him. Amen? Amen. Well, the thief comes only in order to steal, kill, and destroy. And I came, Jesus said, that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Like I said, every week when we come together, we're going to spend as long as we need to in worship and just hang in the presence of God. And then we'll minister the word. And if that ends up being 15, 20 minutes, then that's, that's fine. That's great. I'm good with that. But I just wanted to take you guys through this story. There's some more things, but I'm going to save them for next week. I wanted to take you through the story. And, and for nothing else, I wanted you just to understand personally and firsthand that Jesus, Jesus wants to speak to you and you alone. Declare this with me. Say, Father God, I thank you that this week, the Lord Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, will speak to me, will minister truth and life to me, and give me direction and purpose for the rest of this week. In Jesus' name, amen. I just believe that God wants to do that for us. So I'm really, I'm really glad you guys came tonight. I'm, I'm looking around the room, and as I look around the room, I'm, I'm seeing wonderful, saved faces, which is awesome. 
people who know Jesus, who've asked Jesus to come into their heart. But if for some reason today, there's somebody who wants to rededicate their heart to the Lord and have that fresh start, I wanna be able to pray with you. I'm not gonna ask you to stand up. I'm not gonna ask you to come forward, nothing like that. I just want you to have the opportunity to say, pray with me. And we'll do that. We'll pray a prayer together at the end of service together. So if that's you, maybe there's someone in here, you've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. But from what I can see, I know most everybody looks like you are. If that's you and you say, you know what? I just need a fresh start with Jesus this week. If that's you, just raise your hand real quick so I can see who you are. Awesome. Anybody else? Anybody else? All right. Everyone's trekking. Everybody's trekking with Jesus. That's awesome. Well, I want to pray blessing over you. I want to pray that God just does an amazing job this week getting things over to you. Do you know that no matter where you are or what you're doing or how you're blowing it, Jesus is able to get information over to you. It doesn't matter. He'll get it over to you. It's like Jennifer said last week, if she's trying to get a hold of one of our boys when they were younger and they had, they had the, uh, you know, headphones in and she'd be like, hey, hey, and they weren't listening. Then she'd try to get in front of them so they could see. And they're still looking down, they can't see. She'd thump them on the back of the head. Get their attention. Why? Because she loves them. Because we want to do that. And like JT was saying tonight, you know, he loves his daughter. I know that there's a lot of parents in this room. I know that it's like, you'd, you'd die for your kid if you had to. You'd do anything for them. It doesn't matter how much of a jerk they've been. Remember my kids, when they were little, they'd been a, a tyrant all day, but at night when they'd fall asleep, you'd just be like, oh, I just love them. When he's asleep, he's such a joy. You know? But God wants to get that stuff over to you and he will get the information over to you. I promise you, you just got to start changing the way you think and stop thinking less of yourself and stop thinking, well, you know, I'm not very righteous or, I'm, you know, I've got so much sin. The Bible says that no matter what, no matter what you're going through, no matter how you're failing, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That, that puts me in line to get everything that I could possibly ask for to be successful in this life and to be a blessing in this life. Amen? Well, I love you guys. We're going to take a moment. Would you just stand with us? I'm going to pray. Father, I just thank you so much tonight. What a blessing it is that we have the opportunity to, to hear your voice, to listen to you. I just, I just pray in Jesus' name over Crush as he uh, raised his hand tonight. I pray that that fresh start that that he needs, Lord, you would just supernaturally just hit him with it this week in the name of Jesus. And everybody here tonight, I just pray that if, if, if there's others who need like a, they need to be catapulted, they need to be pushed over. I thank you that you would do that in their life tonight as they go. I pray that they would have an unbelievable sense of how much Jesus loves them, how much the Father is for them. Lord, I just thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your strength tonight to undergird every single family here 
I pray that you would meet their needs and exceed their needs in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just thank you that as they go, they would know the width, the length, the depth, and the height of your love a little bit better today than they did yesterday and a little bit better tomorrow than they did today. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. If you haven't gotten your t-shirt for serve day tomorrow, make sure you go to the info table and get it. God bless you guys. I love you. Have a great week.